What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Had a fun yes- episode yesterday with Brad. Went into the game thinking, we'll see some 16-9 and gross football. Uh, the Jets got blown out uh, in Cleveland last night. Joe Flacco threw for over 300 yards. Um, Trevor threw- Simeon threw a bad pick. Michael Clemens was dishing out FUs to every Browns fan he could see. Um, not a ton of positive, fun things to talk about. Uh, Dan Eason, host of Buck the Trend, draft season, a million other things uh, is on. Dan, how are we doing today, man? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, that game was rough. Uh, I Just so much worse than I thought it would be, even though it's like, yes, the season's over, but man, it's bad. Yeah, it's it was one of those weird games where defense, they come out, defense gets torched first drive. It was like, I love CJ Mosley more than anybody. Unfortunately, on a short week, CJ Mosley is 32 now, you know, and that's that stuff does happen. But like the Jets also didn't, you know, didn't look really prepared to kind of do anything. They kind of just sat base defense and were like, oh, you know, Kevin Stefanski, who's probably a top five coach at, at opening play scripts, is certainly going to carve us up. Uh, that's what happens, whatever, you know, what I mean, and then the Jets offense goes down. Looks really good. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, the whole I think five of the six plays were to those two guys finished the drive with a play that they ran the first day Brees was cleared to practice this year. They ran that in practice. I can't find, I tweeted out the clip and I'm, of course now I can't find it, but touchdown, you're like, Oh, seven, seven, this might be a fun, you know, at least social, so some fight after that, it felt like there was probably like six plays that you like, were like, Oh, that was cool. The rest of it was just like, they didn't want to, it didn't feel like they wanted to be there. Didn't feel like Robert Sala particularly wanted to be there. Um, that's the stuff I just, I hate seeing. Um, I don't know. What do you make of that stuff? I know it's, it's overblown sometimes, and it's not just the Jets. It's pretty much any team eliminated on the road on a short week against a playoff yeah. team. It's just a horrible matchup. But, like, you're coming off a win. You've won two or three. Wouldn't I feel like why not try to finish the season strong? It just did not feel like everyone was on that page. Yeah, I think that's that's honestly the weirdest part is it just seemed like it went from, like, super hopeful, we're going to just grind out these last game, last few games and, like, play our hardest and everyone's kind of up for it and agreed to just, like, a lot of, like, kind of give up the like, loserish type of feelings where, you know, like, yes, when the mistakes start to compound, you get a little down on yourself. But, like, it felt like, you know, despite having a little bit of offense in the beginning of the game, as soon as things started going like a little bit bad, everyone's just like, no, like it just felt like everything was just gone off the, like from the sideline from everybody. It was just like, man, well, that's it. And then the Browns were like, great. Like the Browns had a, a couple, like the fourth down decision earlier in the game where it's like, they should have just took the points because they're trying to clinch a playoff spot. And that like, was weird. No. It was 14 to seven. They, like, that was a really weird, I think did Simeon throw the pick right after that? I think it might think have he been. Did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was 14-7, they got the ball back. And then right. Simeon, the first, I think the first play of that drive, if I'm not mistaken, I was watching it back before, but the first play of that drive escapes Miles Garrett, and you're like, what was that? And then next play, just a horrible interception. Yeah. <laughs> it, Simeon's numbers honestly weren't even terrible last night, but it's just no. like, they're so, so, like, the things that I think, we'll talk about the positives here in a second. Obviously, I want to talk a little bit Jermaine Johnson and things like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. The things that um I think I'm the most concerned about going forward in the next year is especially running it back with the same staff, mostly the same players. Obviously, Rodgers, I think Rodgers messed a lot of stuff, 100%. He did it in Green Bay for 18 years. 
Mahomes masked a lot of problems. Like they all, all the great ones do. The pre-snap penalties, I think, mostly get cleaned up next year, but they still get out of the huddle with like eight seconds to go. And it's been a thing all year. It was a thing in Denver last year. The play is so slow to get in. Then when they get the play in, there's a problem. Um, way too many delay games, rushing up to the line. Like the holding penalties on Becton and things of that nature, I'm not going to kill them for because that's just bad technique. And then you get beat and you try to grab. Like that's whatever. I, I'm I'm fine with that. And honestly, the defensive stuff where – you know, they're handsy or more physical. I'm good with that stuff too. Honestly, like I, I know it's annoying, but that's the brand of football they want to play. That's fine. It's yeah. the pre-snap penalties. It's the not, it's the missed assignments, not knowing what they're doing, the play call not being in. And just like the indecision of they punt when they're on Cleveland side of the ball down, down 14, but then the next time they go for and they QB sneak, but then they QB sneak off the left side when the right side's playing better. It's like all these things that just, you're like, guys, what, what are we doing here? And then again, um, Personnel usage is is a little odd. No Rucker, and then it's like Yaboa's clearly a step down from Rucker, and that's fine. But then don't use him. Like, right? That's the stuff that concerns me. Um, and then obviously, you know, some of the talent stuff, sure. But again, at this point in the year, I'm not even really looking at that. I'm just thinking to myself, like, cool, cool. You lean on Brees, hundred percent, get it. You lean on Garrett, hundred percent. But you also like Conklin's open every play. It's just like, they just give him the ball five times a game for 45 yards. And it's just like, they don't ever try anything different. Um, Brownlee had a nice play yesterday. And then it's like, well, we're not going to go back to him. Um, Gibson has a nice play. Nope. He's done for like, I, I don't know. I, my head's like spinning with it. It's just, I, I can't seem to understand some of that stuff. And then lastly, before I let you go there, like the defensive line stuff, I like rotating a hundred percent. We've talked about this for three years. I like the rotating. They are a deep unit. I just like we can't be at the point where like Solomon Thomas and Michael Clemens are playing as much as they are at times, especially on early downs when like they just don't not that good. Like I don't know what else to say. Like so they've had some moments, sure. Like Solomon Thomas has six sacks, like that's nuts. But like well, there are a lot of coverage sacks or everybody else gets beat and then like and then he's just there. You know, I don't know. I don't want to beat up right. on him. It's not Solomon Thomas, it's not why they lost last night. But like right. it just feels like there was not really adjustments and they're just I don't I'm prepared, I guess is the best way to say it. 100%. Yeah, I think I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll touch on, on the D-line stuff before we get to the offense because yeah, I think there are, I think the, the struggle with, with Solomon and with Michael Clemens is that they are players that, yes, they can do some good and they have these moments but the bad moments uh, like, you're talking about Valleys uh, um, uh, with quarterbacks um, on a pod recently the, the valleys with those type of players are so low. <laughs> like you'll have like, I think Solomon Thomas have like a three plays or two plays straight of just like terrible football. Like they missed a sack, then had a penalty, right? And then it's like, yeah, get off the field, right? And then with Clemens, it's a lot of the same thing we've seen this season of like, oh, sick. Like he, he had a really great play in pursuit and then a penalty and then a bad play and then another penalty and then another bad play. And then you're like, all right, well, you can't play. So it's like, yeah, it, it, I think the rotation is really detrimental at times when you kind of have to pair two players like that in one unit because you're kind of like, great, they might make a play or they might have like five or six bad plays in a row and then the team's like driving down the field and you're like, well, I got my, my first line got rest, but now they're like in the red zone, you know? And it's like, well, that's... That sucks. Yeah, it's like you want as many Quinton Williams reps, Jermaine Johnson reps, Bryce Huff reps, et cetera. But it's like, and JFM obviously as well. It's just, 
it even was last week. It's like, again, I'll let you down the offensive stuff because that's honestly the biggest issue right now. But like, end of the year, why are we doing like Carl Lawson favors by playing him Will McDonald reps? Like, again, like, it doesn't, I understand doing right by the players. That's one of the things that, I, you know, a lot of people that do love Salah still, like, he does right by right. these guys, all this stuff. Dude, like, Carl's going to get paid by somebody else. Like, you just took Will McDonald with a first round pick, play him. Play as many reps of him and Bryce Huff opposite each other and Jermaine and JFM and Quinn. Like, four of the five should be on the field 80% of the reps in some capacity. Like, there shouldn't be these. I, I just, I'm good on like the, the a rotation of Carl Lawson, uh, you know, <laughs> Solomon Thomas, Michael Clemens, and, and somebody. I just, I'm good on that. I'm sorry, I am. Honestly, honestly, it's, it's, it's it, please. Um, I, it seems like maybe. They had a bigger role for for Winfrey because uh, it seemed like Salah was really upset after he got hurt. Uh, it's kind of like as upset as I've seen him about an injury in, in a while, which I think you know people didn't really think about. But I'm like, I mean, they just got him, <laughs> you know. So it, it was interesting that he was like that upset that he's like, man, this sucks. Like this guy's out for the year, just got here. It seemed like they were gonna play him a little bit more, but I yeah, I don't understand not playing Will McDonald more. I like, I don't know if it's like. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of at this point. You're not really, <laughs> like, you're not protecting him from anything unless he's hurt already. Um, Salah did, like, uh, give a little gem about Jermaine Johnson uh, today. It seems like he's he's playing really hurt, is, is what Salah has said. So, um, yeah, you know, we didn't know anything about that. Jermaine Johnson looks incredible. So <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to get to Jermaine because Jermaine, the only thing I did, too, that, that's concerning is, like, uh, the how do I phrase this properly? I, I understand I've talked to this a million times. Rogers doesn't want motion, and, and that's fine. He can read everything. Um, and he can get out of the huddle late and he can kind of use his cadence to get people to jump. The other yeah. quarterbacks aren't doing that. So the lack of motion, the lack of it's like Gary Wilson runs a play, like they get creative for a play or two, and if it doesn't work, they just totally scrap it. And it's like I thought it was awesome that they relied on Garrett Wilson at the quarterback and just like ran basically like a read option kind of like triple option like play with him and it didn't work who cares like do all the crazy shit you want right now like this is the yeah. honestly as a coach like this is the this is what you probably look for because you can run anything you want use as many different personnel groupings all stuff because it doesn't matter and like exactly i just feel like they're they're regimented in this like we're gonna win every game 20 to 14 and i don't really get the not being aggressive like it, i don't it just i don't get it i don't know I, i'm guess i'm confused and maybe Maybe I'm wrong, but like I, I'm, I'm confused by it to be honest. Honestly, I'm, I'm confused with you, bro. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't get it. This is the time to try stuff. Yeah, no, it is. Jermaine Johnson, obviously. Let's talk about Jermaine. Obviously, as the pick, uh, pick six yesterday it was an incredible play. Um, Should have had a fumble six as well. Again, maybe he gets tackled there, but all year they've let these plays play out. You're not supposed to blow the whistle, and for some reason, again, they they blow the whistle, so it's not even reviewable. Yeah. What do you make of Jermaine's year two? Because most people, I feel like, would say he's he's been much better this year. He's grown a lot. I got some comments on this morning when I tweeted out the difference in his stats of like, oh, it's just because he's playing more. I don't feel like that at all. I feel like his play strengths are way better. I feel like he's more aggressive. Again, I don't think he's their best peer rusher by any any you know stretch of the imagination. I think Bryce is a significantly better peer pass rusher than him. But I think Jermaine's a really complete player, and I think him and JFM do a really good job of both being good against the run. A little different, obviously, size-wise, but both those guys set the edge really well. And then when they're cooking, 
the ideal world is like you're four deep at edge of Jermaine, JFM, Bryce, and Will McDonald, and like that's your NASCAR package right there, uh, and things like that. Yeah. I guess it's, it's at this point we just haven't been able to see it, but Jermaine's in one of the big bright spots of the year. Obviously, Brees and Garrett and these other guys, but you know, Jermaine's definitely one of the bright spots I feel like coming out of 2023. Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys gonna be their top edge coming back next season. Um, like he he kind of we were kind of hoping to see um, if if folks kind of read the season preview guide. Which well we've always we always joke in the slack like we go back at those takes and we're like yeah they're, like, oh, they're pretty good my running back Dalvin good. Cook take might suck but as, I just thought he'd play I thought their offensive line wouldn't suck as much but that's not other than that that's I think the they were thing, pretty good bro. yeah but no nah, I mean Jermaine's been sick bro. like I think him ascending to a, to the next tier is what we were hoping for he honestly he's exceeded those expectations like um he man he just he looks dominant every time he's out there his effort is crazy he, he plays so hard every game uh, which is honestly great to see because as he started to get more you know uh, get his numbers up but he's also started to impact the game a little bit more he's not really kind of getting full of himself and then being like All right, i'm gonna manage my energy and he hasn't like kind of seen the season tanking and then being like okay well i had my best season and, and everybody else sucks like i'm just gonna tone it down like he's just going hard every single game um and now knowing that he's doing it hurt is he's even a, a larger feather on his cap because and next season fully healthy like man it's gonna be scary it's gonna be scary. yeah no I'm, I'm excited i want i kind of want to touch on you know lastly obviously well set two things one Brees, uh he's been awesome the last couple of weeks i felt like his season's been very up and down in terms of he got a little big play again. I'm not blaming him at all, but he got a little big play happy and like kind of a little too Le'Veon Bell patient um, at times with an offensive line that just wasn't creating enough holes to do that. It was almost just like you wanted him just to take three yards a pop, which again is so frustrating. It sucks as a running back. I get all that. Like I'm not saying he's wrong, but I, Robert Sala criticized him publicly and he's responded with two awesome games here in the last couple of weeks. Um, what do you expect his role to like? How do you expect him to kind of go into 2024? Is his role going to be kind of similar to what we saw, where it's like he's going to get seven, eight touches out of the backfield as a receiver and then maybe 12 to 15 carries a game? Because I feel like in an ideal world, you know, Izzy, it's interesting. Salah only mentioned Izzy, didn't mention Dalvin Cook at all in terms of the running back room. Like, I'm glad they finally realized that, at least now, because Dalvin won't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess what do you make of Brees kind of going forward to 24? Then we'll just touch on the coaching staff one more time and then uh, and then wrap it up here. Uh, I think Brees could be a top three running back uh, next season, uh, which is honestly the mm, might be better than that. But the like Christian McCaffrey is probably the only running back having a clearly like most are having a great season. A lot of other running backs have kind of had these little pops here and there. Brees is it man like <laughs> they can build the entire offense around breeze and um having aaron Rodgers in the fold finally will make things a little bit easier um because he is going to be able to push the ball a little bit uh with better accuracy and better consistency but those like when they actually scheme up plays for him in the passing game it works every time even when lafleur was doing it like the guy's a crazy athlete I think what I hope for them in the offseason, hope for Hackett, and I don't know what will happen. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard for older, like, or coaches that have just been in the game longer to go back in the lab and just be like, I have to change what I what, what I do. But that's kind of what he has to do. They have to figure out a way to get Brees involved in the passing game more efficiently and not just be like, cool, all right, well, you're going to be the checkdown option here. 
Like, yeah, it doesn't need to always just be a um, a screen or yeah. him just running like a three yard curl in the middle of the defense and having to break six tackles. Like, it works sometimes, and if it's your, it's an outlet, like that works. But um, I don't know. I, I talked about it last night. Someone was like, "He's better than Marshall Falk." I was like, "All right." Like, let's maybe relax. The guy's Marshall Falk's like one of the, the five best running backs ever. And he's like the dream if you're building an offense. But he can play that type of role that's a 90, 80 to 90 catch back. Like, that. that's a legitimate. When we talk about McCaffrey, it's obviously probably the closest thing we've seen to Marshall Falk. But like, the Rams, like a lot of swing routes, a lot of different things of like just getting him out in space. And like, I'd like to see the Jets do it more. Um, I'm very curious though, like, how. Again, how they're just going to deploy him. You know, we've seen with Aaron Rodgers, love the two back sets. We've seen him, you know, give Aaron, I mean, Aaron Jones, got Aaron Jones paid yes. uh, for sure. Yes. Although maybe he's a Jet as well next year. You know, he's one of the only guys I think on that list other than Devontae that I'm like, oh, actually it would be cool with Aaron Jones being a Jet because I don't think he's washed at all. I think as a yep. second back, he'd be great. But um, I, I don't know. Um, uh, it's just it's going to be interesting like the way they use these guys it's going to be interesting how they you know what personnel they add and different things of that nature i want to finish one thing on the coaching staff like tweeted out before i know we all kind of knew they were going to be coming back and again things could change um expect some big time hit pieces i'm sure coming out on Salah and douglas from different different avenues i'm sure uh on you know next monday after the patriots game but did it make sense to just come out and basically say you guys are safe, even if people knew it, like to say it and then almost blow a third 20 point lead and then get throttled on. Like, I just, why, why, like, why not just wait until the end of the season? Just because things could change. Things do change week to week in the NFL. And if guys start quitting on the coach and you've already publicly said he's coming back, it's not the best look, I feel like. Yeah, there was no reason to do it, honestly. Like, I, I thought a lot about it and I'm like, what was the strategy? Like, what were they trying to do? Was there like something internal they were trying to figure out? There is no benefit, like truly. Like you, you have a coach who's like, great. Uh, I'm not guaranteed to have my spot. They're going to coach a little different. Like they're going to be a little bit more desperate. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, and then they're going to try to get their players riled up along with them. Like, hey, like we're not we're not playing for the playoffs anymore. But can you play for me? <laughs> like so I can keep my job. Uh, whereas when you kind of just come out and you're just like hey, everyone's all good. Everything's okay. Players are like, what? <laughs> like, like it, it doesn't send the right message because like, it's not all okay for the players. They're not all going to be back. A lot of these players are going to be gone because they had a really bad season. Right? Yeah, like, so, I know. He keeps like forgetting. It's like, oh, everyone's going to be back. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> right? they're, no, they're not. That's just not how it works. We're not really running everything back. You're running it back with the players who are going to remain after you cut a bunch of people. Yeah, for, yeah like for I, I think everyone's like, oh yeah, they'll run back. You know, fifty of the fifty of the fifty three. Like, no, they won't, man. Like, <laughs> no, they won't. I don't know. I mean, like, again, there's just a lot to kind of digest here, and obviously, just a disappointing game last night. If you're like rooting for the Jets to lose right now, like, sure, you're happy they lost and they get a better pick, but like. At the end of the day, you're also thinking to yourself, I don't want, you know, you don't want them to go out sad. Like, that's not a, exactly. there's just, there's a difference in, I, I've said it along, like competitive losses, the Jets lose 24 to 21. Uh, honestly, if they would have lost to the Commanders 30 to 28 in general, or 28, 27, it wouldn't have mattered. It was more of, they were up 27 to 7, so go blow them out. Like last yeah. night too, they lose that game 24, 20. 
16 to nine, whatever it may be. You're like, you know what, whatever. Hopefully Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson played well. Unfortunate. Cleveland's a buzzsaw right now. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Um, but 37 to 20 or whatever it was, or I just, just felt ugly. Like I, I just didn't, it didn't feel good uh, to be honest, especially other than those couple of big plays, it could have gotten much worse. So oh, yeah. um you obviously buck the trend come out today. You got you and me talking some quarterbacks and running backs and things like that. I understand, uh, you know, the Joe Flacco, uh, the Joe Flacco stuff. I, I just don't think it would have was going to work here. He was one and eight as a starter with the Jets. Um, the only game he won was that inevitable Cleveland game that was crazy. So if we could stop it, that good for Joe Flacco. I'm glad he's doing well. But if we could yeah. ease up on the Flacco stuff. <laughs> absolutely it's yeah. absolutely not it <laughs> no it's I, it was not going to work here but dan appreciate you obviously hopping on as always i'll be back uh we have monday or tuesday previewing the, the final week of the year patriots week and, and everything like that make sure you check out buck the trend episode up on badlands this morning with dan uh every friday i believe and uh we'll talk to you guys next weekend happy new year to all and i appreciate you guys listening throughout the year as always